2: Welcome into this Thursday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Jeffrey Wright will be joining us here in a in a few minutes. We'll just take a quick little uh, little pause when we uh, when we go to him, but nonetheless, uh, he will be here in a second. A podcast brought to you every Sunday by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials, ribs, daiquiris. The ribs, call ahead, and we'll be waiting up, waiting on you. Wrapped up and ready to go, wet or dry. A lot of different Daiquiri flavors. It's cheap as 3 as big as 44 ounces if you, uh, if you so wish. And great gas prices, courtesy, it's courtesy of the SpeedPass Plus app, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
1: We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey. What Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and uh, the rest is really up to you. You can shop it around, or you can do what I've done, what I suggest that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You will love the product. You will love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Um, be a great place this weekend to hang out. If you're coming into Oxford, if you're just around, uh, watch some college baseball on the uh, on the big screens. You can watch college basketball as well. Uh, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt at home noon on Saturday. Be a great place to go uh, before, before, afterwards, before you head out of town, whatever the case may be. Actually, you could go to the basketball game, come back, and uh, have a couple of drinks and watch uh, Ole Miss, East Carolina, I think, baseball on uh, Saturday afternoon. So all of that at Rafters. And then, of course, Sunday brunch begins at 1045 featuring homemade biscuits and chicken and waffles, live bluegrass music, mimosas, the f- famous $5 Bloody Marys, and more. There at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford.
2: I got in, uh, got into the studio for about ninety seconds before Neil started talking about love is blind. It took one day for him to give, uh, to give it a look. Um, well, I told you, you, yeah. Go ahead and explain while I'm getting Jeffrey on the on, 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 the, on the horn.
1: So I, I love The Office. This is this is the way I'm going to do this. I, I love The Office. I've been trying to think what is it that this is reminding me of. And I've probably watched The Office back and forth maybe four times. There's one episode of The Office, though, that is cringy for me. It's the Scott's Tots one. It's bad. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And at this point, it's on you. Michael Scott. Shut up. Shut up. Go ahead. Michael Scott's the Dunder Mifflin guy, and he... 10 years earlier or six years earlier or whatever, had promised to pay for all these college educations. And then the time comes that these the tots are now high school graduates and he doesn't have any of the money saved or whatever to send any of them to college. And it's a cringeworthy episode. And I always tell my daughter Campbell, who's a huge uh, office junkie as well, that I can't watch that one. I'll catch myself hitting fast forward or just skipping it entirely. And I watched episode one, season one of uh, Love Is Blind. I'm almost finished with it, and it's that same thing. It's it's I'm cringing the entire the entire show. Just, and I know people say, "Well, then stop watching it." But everyone's telling me, "You got to watch this. You got to watch this." As much as you like The Bachelor, as much as you like to talk about The Bachelor, this this is good. It's going to give you something to talk about. Well, and, um, man, it's awful.
2: Jeffrey, is Aaliyah or yourself on the Love Is Blind train?
0: Uh, here are the words of the Lord from <laughs> last night, my dear, sweet, beloved Aaliyah. Surprise! Everyone on the show is already attractive. The hosts are Nick and Vanessa Lachey. This guy just proposed after five days. Spoiler alert! I'm crying though. This is so crazy.
2: Uh, I told Neil a minute yeah. ago we, we we really needed more Nick Lachey. Newlyweds wasn't enough a decade and a half ago. We needed more Nick Lachey. God's watching. Did you know he was still a thing? No. I mean, his name has not. I mean, has not <laughs> entered my conscience in years.
1: When the show starts and there's Nick Lachey, I'm like, wait, I know who that is. And he goes, I'm Nick but Lachey. But isn't that perfect
2: for this show? Isn't, yeah. isn't it really perfect? When, they, when when the producer sat down and said, not, hey, who I could, could we get? Could not,
0: <laughs> could not agree with you more. That, yeah. that, that feels what Nick Lachey should be doing right now.
1: Oh, it was the first thought that I had was, oh, well, th- this makes perfect sense. And he's not a big part of the show. I mean, he just sort of, he does the Chris Harrison thing.
0: Yeah, I kind of give Jessica Simpson credit. It does seem that, you know, she kind of wanted out. I don't think Nick Lachey wanted out of the, of the spotlight, uh, of the limelight. I think we just decided we wanted Nick Lachey out of the spotlight, out of the limelight, and this is perfect. Like, this is a Netflix dating show.
2: You think in his mind he thinks he can turn this into being the next Chris Harrison? Mm. No, I think he thinks
0: it's a paycheck. Okay, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're,
2: we're just making money right now.
0: Uh, Nick Lachey has always struck me as someone who is not, he is, I think he, he does seem somewhat realistic. Okay. I mean, (laughs) I think he rode the 90, like, I don't think Nick Lachey ever believed that 98 Degrees was in sync. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of success and whatnot, I do think Nick Lachey would, would still enjoy I mean, that's the thing about the limelight and, and the spotlight is it pays well. You know, so I'm not, I'm not holding it against him for wanting – He knew his place wanting, even
2: being married to Jessica Simpson.
0: Yeah. Correct. He,
1: he knew he was Jessica Simpson's husband. Yeah. Not – that was – yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Mr. Simpson. You know what's funny is I was listening to an interview with Chris Harrison the other day, and he was saying that when he first started The Bachelor, he thought Hold it
0: was – Let me stop right there. Chase, how many times have you ever thought when you saw Chris Harrison, I need to hear that guy's thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Neil has mentioned his interview twice in two days now. It was
1: actually really interesting. Look, man, I freely admit I have no life and I'm boring, so uh, that's that's the that's the precursor to anything that I say. He He was talking about how he thought that was just a paycheck when they first started it, and then... Was it Ryan and Trista or whatever? The first Bachelorette that actually stayed together, yeah. When, when
0: they got... That are the, the, the most successful. Yes. What he great. was
1: saying was, is they were filming somebody's deal and they had to take a break to go to her wedding and they were set, had all the cameras and stuff set up. And he said when they realized how many people were trying to sneak into the wedding and they had all these helicopters hovering above and stuff, he goes, oh, wow, this is big. I'm going to be doing this for a long time. Which is a reflection on society. It's sort of interesting
2: that he's kept at it this long. He's making a fortune It's a grueling schedule that's ridiculous
0: and he just keeps doing it. Um, It's a grueling schedule. It's a grueling schedule from a from a day perspective, but he basically he goes and does his little part during the day, and then the guy just goes and plays golf. I think I could do that. Okay, that's fair. And makes a ton of money and but I, like I a fortune. You know, when when I ask, you know, when I ask about do I need to hear Chris Harrison's thoughts, it's not because like I I have no respect for the guy. It's just I, I don't know, like he's never he's never struck me as he's never struck me as like I want to know how that guy thinks.
1: Yeah, he was he was doing news, like in Oklahoma City or somewhere, Tulsa, somewhere yeah, like that.
0: That
1: reminds me of an anchor. Yeah, he was He was a reporter, like a reporter slash anchor. That's what he was.
2: I, I know how this is not ever, necess- or not ever, but this is usually not very accurate. Celebrity net worth lists Harrison's annual salary at $8 million.
1: Yeah, he's making a ton of money. I, I- buy
2: that yeah i'm by I, that, that
0: number does not throw me off at all it's that's, one of the few tv shows
1: that just hangs around
0: what does he do so what there's correct me if i'm wrong there's two seasons each year correct
1: yeah there's two seasons each year and then they have the bachelor in paradise season so there's three does he host that i've never watched it but i assume he's part of he it. he
0: used to host, host bachelor pad for sure Right. Which is Bachelor in Paradise, but they had to rename it because Bachelor Pad. So Bachelor Pad, that house is actually in Malibu. Okay. And that was like the, the, the girls always wanted to go there, like sneak in there. Um, but they, it got very risque because essentially all that is is just a um, an organized orgy that's televised. And they came under fire and they had to cancel it and their solution because it was obviously successful was yes we we did the right thing we we took a moral stance we canceled bachelor pad but coming this fall to abc bachelor paradise <laughs> it's a completely different thing just a new name it's good branding yeah. oh gosh all right i got to i got to tell you yeah. uh Aaliyah was saying there's like a senior bachelor spinoff we're worried about no, this you. yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing.
0: All right. So Neil, uh I do again, this is not a this is not a defense of me. Y'all I've been very clear on my stance on the bachelor. You guys know this is not because uh I think of it I think of myself as being above this or that it hurts my masculinity or, or macho-ness. I just hate the show. I hate I, I hate it for personal reasons. With that being said, are compromised because Aaliyah loves the show. As anyone that, that, that knows who Aaliyah is and listens to the listens to this show, she loves it. So the compromise has been, I do not have to watch The Bachelor, but I do have to listen to her takes on The Bachelor. Which, That's fair. I deem to be fair. That's fair. That's fair. It also, in, in fairness, uh, it also kind of gives me the I don't have to watch The Bachelor, but if I hear it's being discussed, I do know what's going on to an extent. So that that can be helpful, you know, especially on this program. T- talking about, so, go, go ahead, finish. So the reason why I bring this up is, she was breaking down this season for me during the first or second week, and she starts discussing Madison to me, and the first thought in my mind when she's saying, you know, she's you know, she's all this, and they were pretty convinced. She was pretty convinced that she was a virgin. I don't remember when she actually revealed that. My first thought in my head is oh, this is her out. This is her. I can go be America's sweetheart. I can be the darling. And by all accounts, this guy seems kind of just lame. Yes. Like by you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, I've
1: I've had meaningful debates about this over the last few days with multiple people that I, I, I'm I know I'm now I don't know where I, I'm I'm kind of like Peter on Peter I'm I'm kind of indecisive. He was pretty upfront about who he was and what he was, and it it does make you wonder why, other than obviously the fame and the notoriety and the television exposure, why she decided to go so far into this, knowing that there there was a A monumental relationship obstacle looming in front of them.
0: Okay, so to me, there's real two basic paths. Number one, uh, it's a competition. And she seems to come from an athletic family, and she was an athlete herself. So I can understand getting wrapped up in the competition aspect of it. Yeah. The other flip side of it is, uh, it's a paycheck and it is a path to fame and fortune because instagram has completely changed what going on the bachelor is for these girls now what i think has made it interesting like i've always thought that okay the she can use her she can use her convictions and her morals as her out clause and it it's not going to hurt her now you could also make the argument. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure there's really anything you can do on that show that's actually going to hurt your Q rating, yeah. One way or the other, in that one girl that's like the absolute, you know, just walks around with a mattress strapped on her back from like five years ago. I mean, she still is like getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote stuff on Instagram. So I'm not really sure there's anything you can do, but she she had a way to keep her reputation get the fame and fortune, and basically she can, you know, kind of parlay that into becoming the bachelorette. Now, what I think is fascinating, this is what I don't think actually was planned because she has stood her ground. Uh, she can be, uh, the, the female Tim Tebow in terms of speaking fees and, and, Oh, you know, had thought about past- that. From because, you know, for the family values circuit, if you will. That's but that, that's that's interesting. So our bet is I have bet Aaliyah because I also understand how television works. Like that's what I was telling Aaliyah. You understand the bachelor. I understand how television works. She's going to be the next bachelorette. Okay, I'm
1: gonna take that bet with
0: you. I'll take that bet.
1: After listening to Chris Harrison, I don't think she will be he He spoke as negatively about her as I've heard him speak of a contestant on a show in a long time he's really bothered by her.
0: Could this also be uh uh you know, Chris Harrison is in the uh, butts and seats. Oh yeah, no, it'll uh, be it'll be interesting.
1: I'm but she would have to
0: make that storyline the storyline the entire season. The whole
1: season has to be all about her purity and blah blah blah. And
0: I mean, didn't they do this with a dude? They did, and it didn't go over super great. Well, and then was it Emily Maynard? Who was the girl that her husband was like an ask or whatever? Yeah, it was Emily Maynard. Or? That's right. I don't know why in the heck I know that, but yes. Uh well I have no idea why I know it either yeah I, I just I, she, what was that I mean obviously she wasn't a virgin I think at that point she was a mother but I think that was the deal like she wasn't gonna sleep with anyone on the show yeah I don't recall I remember the mother and like I think she oh, let she her let
2: the, the bachelor meet her, her her child and yeah yeah that was that was part of that but you know you mentioned we mentioned Harrison thinking it was a paycheck to start with talk about a guy hitting the gold mine so before the bachelor. He was a sports reporter in Oklahoma City for a CBS affiliate
1: before the Thunder was there. I mean, yeah, right. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Then he worked for a horse racing channel, TBG Network, and then he was the Whoa. host of Designers Whoa. Challenge Whoa. on HGTV. Yes. Yes.
0: A horse racing channel v <laughs> horse racing yeah. channel. <laughs> tell you what, if you're, if, you're, if you're if your local financial planner's got horse racing, and it's a it's a random Saturday, and there's not a whole lot going on. You flip over TVG, and you see that it's live. I love the you people, think.
1: and I mean this kindly to people, but the people are like, "Why? Is it, what does this have to do with sports? What in the world are we supposed to talk about today? I mean, Ole Miss plays Vanderbilt on Saturday at noon. The two teams have combined for like a win. And and then there's there's a college baseball series in East Carolina this weekend. We just talked to the East Carolina coach yesterday. There's just not a hell of a lot more we can say about it till it gets played.
0: Well, well Chase, how'd you book Cliff Godwin?
2: I, I I've known him a day or two. You know, I don't know. I just took a, took okay, a flyer.
0: No, Neil, I've got one for you. Here's okay. a topic for you because you'll have personal you'll have personal uh, experience and you'll have an opinion on this. Uh huh. I think. The city of Houston is now the official capital of Butthurt Nation in the United States of America for sports fans. No doubt. No whoa, doubt, whoa, hold, on, hold on. Okay. No doubt. All right. All right. So A, they're they are delusional about this Astros thing. Um so you, you factor that in. And they then when your team is the Texans year in, year out, you know, they've always like they talk themselves in their mind this time it's different. And it never is, uh, so they're they're a little feisty on that. But the Rockets, I made a simple statement last night, Neil. I and saw you know, those on I, Twitter. Yeah, I, I watch. Unlike most people that that consume the NBA product, I don't just watch two or three teams. Yeah. I watch the league, and then I watch the Grizzlies. Like I, I'm not saying I watch, you know, 40 games of each team, but I try to watch each team. That you know is probably going to be a playoff team, or a team that is certainly going to be of interest. I try to watch them at least once, or, once or twice a week.
1: Grizzlies were in uh, Houston last night.
0: Grizzlies were in Houston last night. For the record, I've seen the Rockets in person this year.
1: Yeah.
0: How I I know they lead the league in fewest makes on assists. I would. Also venture to guess they're the highest rate isolation team in the NBA. Or close to it. Would you say that's fair? Took a break in our talk with
2: Jeffrey to tell you about community mortgage. Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option and much more. And I'll tell you that uh, rates are as low as they've been in five years. Yes, five years. So good time to talk to Jason. Even if you refinanced or bought a year ago, you still could get a better deal. You could get save save a little money in the process. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com.
1: Podcast also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. Go in, tell Gene and Sandy that you heard about Grenada Nissan on the podcast. You'll get Rebel Savings on top of the already great deals at Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. And when you call OUB, you speak directly with the live person. There's no 10 buttons to push. There's no five-minute wait. What there is is a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking OUB can set up any local business to deposit checks from their office and not have to worry with coming to the bank daily to deposit those checks. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662 662- Five six seven two five seven three or six six
2: two eight four two three eight four four. Podcast is brought to you by in-house interior and design with uh Nikki and Ashley. They have over thirty years combined experience to help you out in any part of the uh design process. They also uh, have contractors ready to help you with maybe bigger projects or things that uh could be great gifts for uh someone else in your home as well. They handle every aspect of designing the home from windows, doors, paint, wallpaper, lights, fixtures, lamps, flooring, rugs, furnitures, and more. And they offer several different discounts, including, like I said, those uh, those bigger projects, 20% off or 20% off. Dorm room design appointments, you can see options for that. Inside Sugar Magnolia in Oxford, that's booth 34, or on Main Street in Tupelo with a brick-and-mortar location. And again, that number is 662-681-6241
1: yeah because they have two of the most ball dominant players in the league, and then they added another one in Covington, so that's that's they to their credit they' they've gone all in on this style, not to derail you at all. I was listening to uh the Low Post with Zach Lowe yesterday. He had Jared Dudley of the Lakers on. Jared Dudley's played all over the league is, is going to be a coach or a gm one day, and Dudley was saying that this is the the rockets around the league. Big men want to see the Rockets go down because they're so afraid that if the Rockets win, that it will fundamentally change the future of the NBA.
0: And I will uh, expand on that point. I have heard multiple, multiple reports from people that I trust. The the GMs, the the roster managers of the league, are watching the Rockets closely. Yes, because there is thought. That Daryl Morey is always one step ahead, and they are watching to see if he's found something. So, with that being said, I made this statement last night, and this was not just some hot take, because I cover the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies were getting smoked. For the record, I had minus 10, and that was the easiest freaking win of my life. Like, that was... So, this has nothing to do with it. The Houston Rockets are a good basketball team. I think of them as probably one of the five to eight best teams in the league. I find them unwatchable in the category of good teams. They do not move the ball. like The teams, the, the most enjoyable watches, if you don't have an interest, like if you're, not, if you're just watching basketball that night, the most enjoyable teams, at least for me personally, to watch... Are teams that have great ball movement, and they're able to they're able to get you know good looks, get shots, get buckets from the way they move the ball. That's that's that is what I view as an enjoyable watch. If I don't care about who's playing, that's not the Rockets. I do not understand how that was some type of scorching take. How? How did you get in all
2: their mentions, or how did they see you? Because I highly doubt you have that many Rockets fans on Twitter, do
0: you? NBA Twitter, baby. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, there might be no sport that is more watch the game while you tweet than NBA.
2: I don't know. Yeah. College football. I mean, especially- Yeah,
1: it's similar to college football, but NBA is th- that each of those teams, there's, there's just NBA Twitter is just
0: bizarre. I don't even, I don't do it, but. You see it. So like Rockets fans will just search Rockets on Twitter.
2: Okay. And they'll just look
0: you. for me. I gotcha. Okay. And here's the other thing that I realized last night. I really like the NBA product. And this is not me making a persuasive speech for the NBA. So for for I, I think my I think my views on football are well known out there and how much I enjoy it. I like the NBA product. With that being said, NBA Twitter is the most annoying non-political thing on the internet. And here's what I realized last night. I can never pinpoint what it is about NBA Twitter that really like just annoyed me. And last night it clicked. NBA Twitter is this giant... It's this giant collection of of dogmatic cultists. And there's one talking point. And if you don't, like, no one thinks critically on NBA Twitter. It's, this league, amazing, greatest league ever. It's like, everything is just a cheerleading thing. And if you have anything that goes, if you think about anything critically, and if you have any point that goes against what is, the accepted community thought, uh go kill yourself. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't
1: do NBA Twitter, so I don't know. I don't I don't I I just believe it or not, it's the one sport that I watch the games. I don't do tweet I don't tweet about it. I don't I don't watch other people's tweets about it. Like right now I just like I like watching Boston right now because Jason Tatum's playing at elite superstar level and it's I wonder whether he's breaking out. Um, I like watching Chris, the Ma- I like watching I the Mavericks because hey, here's this little this little NBA rumor that's out there. I'm listening. All the teams are clearing their decks for 2021 that offseason. Yes. The NBA rumor that's out there is the guy that Giannis Antetokounmpo is most intrigued about playing with. Is Luka Doncic?
0: Euro's got to stick together, baby.
1: And Luka Doncic is under contract. Giannis Antetokounmpo could go to Dallas, where they've never landed a big free agent. And if you put he and Luka together, it's he, over. You're you're it's it's over. Now, Milwaukee's fifty and eight, and they're really really good. You wonder if Giannis is sort of where Kevin Durant was a few years ago with the Thunder, where the Thunder were this really good team. That's undeniable, but they couldn't get over the hump. They, they made the finals once, lost, couldn't get past Golden State, couldn't get past San Antonio. He ultimately got disgruntled and left. Does Milwaukee have to win a title for Giannis to go, yep, I'm in, I'm staying here, I'm going to stay here forever? or is the lure of whether it's Miami or Los Angeles or playing with Luca or whatnot pull him away? And if that happens, because Milwaukee obviously is doing what Oklahoma City did, which is we can't trade him. We're all in. We just have to cross our fingers and hope.
0: Which, by the way, I think that's what they should do. Of course, um, of
1: course. You're never going to get Giannis Antetokounmpo value in a, in a you trade.
0: Also, well, you saw with the, you saw with the Pelicans – I mean, who's to say they can't get you know something that he's worth? What you have to hope is that you've treated Giannis well enough that he has he has enough respect for you to at least say that he's going to leave and give you a year heads up.
1: Yeah, and, and in today's NBA, he can't do that because if he does that, it becomes it becomes news. Well,
0: what's fascinating to me about Giannis. Giannis right now is the biggest Euro star in terms of, he's the best Euro player. Doncic, Doncic is, is maybe becoming a bigger star, but I, I still think Giannis is the single, he's the single best player that's not, you know, not, not an American. And one thing that I've always kind of, at least from afar, admired about Giannis Neil. you don't hear a whole lot about team Giannis you hear a lot about the brothers yeah but you hear about his camp if you will
1: no everything everything about them is that he's a lot like his brothers he just kind of likes being in the gym just likes to do his thing you know when he when he first started out in Milwaukee he lived in an apartment near the arena and he would basically walk
0: to work can't do that anymore
1: he's too big of a star but
0: well, and so the thing that you that you propositioned is interesting to me. I don't think the glamour of L.A. is what... You know what I mean? Glamour of L.A., glamour of New York City. Also, this is a guy that grew up in the Mediterranean. You know, he's in Milwaukee. I, I don't know if you want to go from cold to cold, maybe. I don't think the glamour of the big market is, is what will motivate him. What I do find fascinating, though, is... Is it going to be the is it going to be the idea of I want to put, you know, go play with Luca or I want to put, you know, whoever 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 he thinks fits his game. I do think that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I do too. I am fascinated to see what happens with their team in the
0: playoffs. You know, they
1: year...
0: They're simple. Their simple rating system right now. They are better than the 73 win Warriors and they are on par with Actually, the Warriors the next year were, according to a simple rating system, they were a better team, but they did not win the 73 games.
1: All right, I'll ask you a football question while we got you because people don't completely jump us. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, all jokes aside, are you even thinking about Tua or do you just go, nope, we're taking the Ohio kid that just won the Heisman, we're going to sell a bunch of shirts, we're going to hope for the best, we're going with Burrow, or do you do – you, Change your when now. There's very competent medical people saying that the yeah. Alabama medical people that day absolutely got an A plus plus. Forget all the stuff about Alabama. Whatever they absolutely made it where he is going to apparently fully recover
0: from that injury and be good to go. Am I answering this question as if you gave me a team to run, or am I answering this question as what do you do if you're the Bengals? Uh, what do you do if you're the Bengals? I think you have to take Burrow, and here's why. If you take Burrow right now, and it doesn't work, yeah. you don't lose your jobs. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not viewed... If you, in the draft, if you take what is viewed as the, the decision, the consensus opinion... You you don't really take the blame for it. If you go and you take Tua, and it doesn't work, and Burrow is even you know, let's not even say Burrow becomes you know a Hall of Famer or Super Bowl caliber you know Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback. Let's just say he's just better than Tua. You don't recover.
1: Oh, I agree with that completely. I think it's like if you were the Pelicans last season. Even if somebody inside that organization said, man, I love this John Morant. I love him. I mean, we, we, you, you had to take Zion. You you had to because if you, if you didn't take Zion and then he ends up being the next LeBron, not only are you out of a job, you're out of a career. You're a laughing stock. You're a joke. And I, I kind of think, not that Burrow is Zion, but if you're the Bengals, here's this kid from Ohio. He just won the Heisman. I don't see what choice you have. All right.
0: Now if I'm, I was to if ask, I'm
1: you're, now you're just running I'm, generic football team.
0: My my biggest concern with Tua is it's not so much injury prone. My biggest concern with Tua is I think the reason why he gets injured is the way he plays quarterback. He holds on to the football and tries to make the huge play because I do think I think he's the best downfield thrower that we've seen honestly in 10 years in college football in terms of just consistently accurate with his deep ball. I think his timing, his anticipation is unbelievable. I think he is I think he's a stud. I don't think it's coincidence that he gets hurt though. And it's not like, oh, he's fragile. It's that he actually really is a pocket passer.
1: He's got to get in the but right – he's got to get with the right coach. He needs – he needs what – like Patrick Mahomes needed an Andy Reid. He, he needs the right guy to coach him who says, hey, we're, we're, we're going to coach this out of you. We, you the live to play another day uh, – live to play I'm another st- play thing. And, and frankly, I think a, a competent NFL offensive coordinator slash head coach is going to be able to work a lot of that out of him.
0: I'm showing him – cut-ups of elijah nelson manning look at my boy see how he got down there see how he see how he just just he felt that rush knew he didn't have anything he just went down
1: all right showing him that another pro football question because i want to get your take on you have a couple minutes you good yeah we're good okay it was interesting and i can't think of the guy's name the the general general manager of the tennessee titans was asked uh, a couple of questions the other day at the combine. He was asked about Derrick Henry, who is an unrestricted free agent. And he gave this glowing quote about uh, about him, and oh, you know, he's 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 everything and all that stuff. And then he was asked about Ryan Tannehill, who also can become an unrestricted free agent here in a couple of weeks or so. And the answer was, yeah, you know, we're going to talk to him, kind of like we talked to all of our guys. And it has, of course, created a lot of buzz that hey, the Titans are more in on this Tom Brady thing than people think. If you had to predict today, where do you you think Tom Brady plays next season?
0: I still think New England. John Robinson is, is the guy that you're talking about. And Robinson's quotes struck me not from the perspective of posturing for Brady. Because in the end, here's Brady's decision. He's 43 years old, and he needs New England, to me, is still when you look at the rosters, New England's still the best fit. Do they need to go get him a couple of weapons? Sure, but Bill Belichick's aware of that too. so and their offensive line took a huge you know they, they lost two key pieces up front. like Brady wasn't good last year, but he wasn't the he wasn't that good the year before, and they won a Super Bowl. So to me, New England is still the best fit. The thing that I thought was interesting about Tannehill from Robinson's perspective, I don't know if y'all saw, but um, Ryan Tannehill, after the season ended, uh, made a change at the agent position. And my boy went to CAA.
1: Statistically, last season on, and I can't remember the name of the stat, but it's basically when the ball leaves your hand, this the way it was thrown, the choice that was made should be caught. Okay, he was right. number, he was number one in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and I think the best situation for all parties. I think Tannehill is probably the best that the, the Titans are going to do right now, and I think Tannehill should recognize that you know Ariota is going to be gone. It's your team. You you know they they took a chance on you. Like that's that's a good fit for him. You got sure. Henry, you've got young receivers, good you know good young receivers, and you got a pretty good offensive line. Now they have some questions about you know who all they can resign up front, but y- you can iron that out. I just think the big problem. I think Robinson's comments were more along the lines of we do not want to say anything that puts us in a position to where Tannehill has all the cards.
2: And this is on a morning when uh, Jeff Darlington of um, ESPN, he says on a, some television, get up ESPN this morning, quote, I'm now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady went back to New England. Really? Adam Schefter quote tweeted that, and then they talked about it. He said, he, said, he goes, RIP my mentions. I know you'll hate me. I know you'll tell me I'm an idiot, and I understand why it's so hard for all of us, myself included, to start accepting this likelihood. But there's still a chance, sure, but whatever. Reality is Brady is looking forward to free agency.
0: I think Tom Brady wants to be wanted. Yeah, we all do. I think he's, I think in, That's you know, human, right? It is, but I think he's done the thing where like, you know, I've played good soldier for you guys for so many years. I took this pay cut, you know. I, I think that's, I think that's what it is. And I, I just really, this is, this is more of just, where's he going to go that makes sense? Well, I mean,
1: Tennessee's close, so that would make sense. Uh, there have been rumblings about Tampa Bay, which makes no sense, but it was out there yesterday a lot. Uh, there was some New York media talking about Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Uh, Las Vegas?
0: The the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I, again, so far, the, the, the best thing that you've mentioned is the Titans, but I still don't think that that's what Brady – you know, I get it, okay, run game, young receivers, whatnot, but you know, that's Brady's a ball control quarterback. And he's ball control with the passing game. The Titans are a run first deep shot team. Who
1: is who is the if it's not Tom Brady, who is the Patriots quarterback next season? Teddy Bridgewater? Makes sense. Sure. Who's the Bears quarterback next year? Is it still Trubisky? Are they just going to just double down on this?
0: I think you play him this year and you hope it it does one of two things. Either they figure out a way to get competitive again or you hope that he bottoms out. But if you're
1: Nagy and the people that drafted this guy, if he bottoms out, you bottom out with him,
0: right? I mean, you, you – at some point, you have to you have to say, "Hey, we made a mistake." This is and this is the perfect example of what we were discussing with Burrow. Trubisky was not the consensus best quarterback in that draft. Now no, it was, it was just Deshaun Watson. Uh, and yeah, but it, it was a draft where there was but the 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 guy that people, most people that had, you know, the people that I read in respect on quarterback opinions. No one had him as their number one guy. No,
1: they either had you know, the, they either had Watson or, or Mahomes. They, they didn't have Trubisky. And right. Chicago and, brought both of those guys in, and and ultimately overthought the draft, which is so easy for people to do. We're watching Cincinnati perhaps start to do it. It's so easy to overthink it and overthink it and overthink it and overthink it because you make a decision on today, February the twenty seventh, and you got to wait two damn months, and in those two months you have umpteen meetings at which point someone floats an idea of something and it takes on a life of its own
0: i think the one that's fascinating is what happens with cam because there are other rumors out there that carolina is trying to put together a package to get the number one pick and reunite the joes brady and burrow
1: Hmm. what's the mark if you're a team who's who's rolling the dice today on cam newton who would have ever thought a few years ago we'd say they'd be rolling the dice?
2: I mean, it's been 10 years.
0: It's been, I it's don't know, been the, a minute. The, the problem that I have with Cam right now is, forget last year. Last year was a wash from the beginning. Like He was hurt, clearly, from, from day one. The year before, though, they started out 6-2, and two, and if you looked at his numbers and you watched them play, he was still Cam Newton he got banged up then and now it's been this weird road to recovery and so the question becomes you know it, are these injuries are these injuries things that you know if he's if given the time that he can still come back and play obviously not it you know i always i do fall back on the reggie millerism once they cut on you you're never the same mm-hmm. so i'm not saying like okay he's got to be peak peak cam but can he still be you know an eight and a half.
2: Yeah. And I, I think it's a little, the falls a little more than that, but I would not want him as my quarterback. No, put I'd it be, that
1: way. I'd be terrified going into a season going, Cam Newton's my guy week one. Here we go. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's, what are my options? I would be fine if my options are Cam Newton or. Um, cam newton or let's say uh Jameis winston see that's weird how do we feel though Jameis got lasik
1: <laughs> that's what i mean i mean he's fallen to the point where you're like i think i'd rather just roll with winston another year i'd rather roll with trubisky another year
0: if you're a no, temp- but I, I still would rather take my shot on cam then both of those guys or one of those guys than Jameis. Who else were we throwing in the category? I'd rather take Trubisky. my chance on Cam. Yeah, than, than Mitch, too. Yeah. Interesting. Who you got today on the show, Jeff? Uh, this afternoon, let's see, it's Thursday, so that means we have uh, we have Jason Smith. Uh, we'll be holding um, a prayer vigil for the Grizzlies uh, injuries. <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to that.
2: Alright, have a good day, bud.
0: The
1: Grizzlies are getting beat up at the wrong time.
2: Yeah, it's not the time for that. No, is it?
1: no, Jaron Jackson Jr. But you know, hard to win in that league when you're a one score threat.
2: Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. VisitOxfordMS.com is the website. Go to the events page. see Everything going on locally this week and every week. You also see where to stay, where to eat, what to do and see, and more. Tonight's the third annual Oxford Date Night. It is uh, at the Powerhouse, 7 to 8.30. It's uh, for couples, featured comedian Ted Cunningham. Tickets include dinner and entertainment. $30 a couple for uh, some easy entertainment tonight. If you are interested, that is brought to you by the uh, the local arts council and more. So, again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events.
1: Rebel fans, renew your football season tickets by March 31st to secure your seats in the vault. This season, tickets start at just $199. can be purchased by visiting uh, OleMissTix.com uh, let's see uh, the women's hoops team back in the pavilion on Sunday as they host Mississippi State at 1.30. Tickets can be purchased by visiting Ticks.com. men's hoops team back in the pavilion on Saturday the 29th at noon as they host the Vanderbilt Commodores the first 1,000 fans will receive a free replica hoops jersey. Tickets uh, remain and can be purchased by visiting Ole Miss, uh, sports, uh, OleMissTix.com The Ole Miss softball team is uh, hosting the Ole Miss Classic beginning on Friday at 3.30 against Jackson State. Admissions free. For more information, visit Sports.com. And then while you're there, you can check out uh, the Ole Miss women's tennis team on Sunday, March the 1st, as they host the Kentucky Wildcats in an SEC showdown at uh, 1 p.m. Admission is free, and it's at Sports.com. Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans are excited to announce that beginning this week, uh, Pre orders are being accepted for the return of duck canvas. Long time Blue Delta Jeans clients will remember this durable, long lasting fabric. It'll be uh, back in stock by popular demand very soon in Canyon Brown, Green, Gray, and Navy at 10 and a half ounces. This Georgia milled fabric will provide you with the ultimate American made pant that is nearly unbreakable. For more information or to place your orders today, go to BlueDeltaJeans.com or reach out to them on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. Uh, We are also brought to you by Southern Craft Stove and Tap. They've got your pregame and pre-concert needs covered, whether you're headed to Oxford for basketball, baseball, whatnot, or you're going to uh, Tupelo for one of the many events at Corp South Arena. Make sure you get your event started off right with a visit to Southern Craft. Conveniently located off Highway 7 and Sisk Avenue in Oxford and at 205 East Troy Street in Tupelo, Southern Craft has all your Southern favorites ready to serve your hunger needs so, drop in, enjoy a curated cocktail, one of their many craft beers on tap. And don't forget about their catering. From private events to catering in for your staff at work, Southern Craft has your catering needs covered with a meal everyone is sure to love. So, make your day crafty at Southern Craft Stove and Tap.
2: Podcast is brought to you by Tyson Drugs and GNM Pharmacy. GM on South Lamar in Oxford, 662 236 2222 is the phone number and flu season is still going, so stop by get a flu vaccine available with $0 copay of most insurance plans. Not to wait in line or anything. we will get you out as quickly and painlessly as possible. Also available at Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver local in the Oxford area, your home and workplace, and much more. Again, 662-236-2222. Uh, yeah, another little uh, public service announcement for that baseball thing tomorrow. I did not realize this. The, uh, the baseball game is at 11 a.m, Central tomorrow, so early, not late. I was not aware of that until just a second ago. So who do they play tomorrow? They play high point tomorrow high point, at right. 11 a.m. So uh, Indiana on Sunday.: That is correct. It is 11 a.m, 3:30 p.m., and then 10 a.m. So Eastern time zone where they're actually play but Central Times, Central Times, 11 a.m. tomorrow, 3:30 on Saturday, 10 a.m. on Sunday. High Point, East Carolina, Indiana. Tyler Keenan headed home. He's from North Carolina. Um, I think that's the only player from North Carolina on the team. Anyway, I don't know. No really storylines. There's only there so is. much
1: you can say about Ole Miss High Point baseball.
2: I, I know nothing about High Point baseball at all. Literally nothing. Got nothing. I mean, I, I
1: don't know. Yeah, it's the-
2: I don't have a former player that played for him. I, 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 I got nothing. Not sure Cliff could have given me much I had I asked for him for something yesterday.
1: He probably would have shot you through the screen.
2: <laughs> can we can we break down high point? Yeah. <laughs> it's Mike hates that question every time. Like the, we'll finish the series on Sunday and whoever the Tuesday opponent is, I mean, even if it's Southern Miss or somebody, somebody will go, Hey Mike, just want to ask you know, really what, what what do you know about what do you know about blank and blank on Tuesday? And he's like yeah I, wa- I, yeah, I haven't even watched – nothing. I mean, he's Coaches like, you know, don't think like that. Yeah, he's like, you know, really a great program, great team, really excited yeah. about the game. A lot and of right. respect for Coach yeah, whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, But it's like, hey, what do you know about him? He's like, I got nothing. And he'll admit it because I had nothing. Yeah. I haven't watched them at all. You have
1: people on your staff that do advanced stuff, but they don't bring it to you until
2: – And the players don't get it till day of. Right. I mean, it's right before when, the, when any player actually gets a piece of it. Um, High point is five and four overall yeah. this season. You know what conference they're in, Mr. McCready?
1: High point. The uh, Southern Conference.
2: They're in a conference with, like, Charleston Southern, Presbyterian. Campbell, I think, is in their conference.
1: Okay. Um, Not helping. The Southern Valley Conference. Well,
2: you're close. kind of close. Ohio the, Valley? Uh, the other word. Southern. Big South.
1: Big South.
2: Big South. Big, Big South, South is the conference for uh they swept uh, Lafayette um in a three game series. They lost to North Carolina fourteen to nothing. That's not promising. And then Held them the two touchdowns. Though. Towson beat them two out of three. And then they beat North Carolina Central on Tuesday. Big win there for uh for high point. So they appear to be a bit of a sacrificial lamb there this weekend, but nonetheless. Anyway, I don't know. I'm losing my mind a little bit right now. It's High Point's mascot.
1: High Point's mascot? Yeah, I don't it? know. Laura just sent me Cam- Caroline's senior schedule. Okay. Man, I'm so Does glad I'm not a kid at now. Huh? Did she have to go to school oh, at yeah, all? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we learned lessons from Campbell's. So she- the Panthers, by the way. She's college algebra, college trig, college English, marine and aquatic science, and dual credit Spanish where she'll take Spanish at Ole Miss as a high school senior. I took yearbook. Well, you took government I'm as to a think, senior. trying to think what I took as a senior. You probably I took
2: economics took, as a senior.
1: I took English. I took world history.
2: I'm fairly certain I didn't take a math my senior year. Pretty sure I didn't. I don't
1: think I did either.
2: I may have taken a science, and I just don't remember it.
1: I I, I was... I had a one of my elective I spent an hour each day just me and Ms. Johnson because I was president of the student uh body. And that so, gave you an hour? It gave me an hour every day.
2: To so, to really get that campaign and that that well, just those, to, those policies to going. Do the work of yeah, the president. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Which frequently meant just sitting in there having a conversation. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, just talking.
2: It's different now.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's
2: why people can graduate so quickly. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm writing this. I think Gunnar Hoagland is graduating this spring in two years.
1: Well, the college level has changed with athletes because
2: they're there 365 they train days a year. year
1: round, <laughs> yeah. which means they go to summer you sessions. You may as well take some classes. They go to inter sessions. They, cl- they, they don't ever really take a break. And what well, I mean, it does look. is it's created this deal where.
2: I think I'm right here again. If, if an old Miss employee. If I'm wrong, correct me. I'm pretty sure. Not taking a fall or spring class. Okay, take the semesters out of it. You can take a a Maymaster class. Yep. You can take an August intercession class. You can take a June class, a July class. You take two June classes. Take say two June two July. Yeah. And probably a full internet. Yeah. Oh, you can. Cannot- That's seven classes in the summer. Yeah, you eight cannot, classes 21 hours for out. December. Yep, that's tw- that's twenty four hours not taking a fall or which is technically full time status for the year. Yeah, you could maintain full time status for the year not taking a fall or spring class.
1: But if you take that other stuff, you're out you're in cooking. three years. And if you're an athlete, if well, and Gunner probably took some high school stuff at transfer,
2: yeah. and here you know all of yeah. a sudden
1: you're. So if you're an athlete, you can do one of two things: you can hit the transfer market and go someplace and play as truly a grad, mm-hmm. or you can stay where you are.
2: Neil's predicting Gunnar Hoagland's transferring out at the end of the year and going well, to play somewhere Well He's probably else.
1: going into the MLB draft. Well, he's got another year left. Yeah, so I'm he's saying, only a sophomore, right? So he'll have he'll graduate. Yeah, so he he can take some graduate degree stuff mm-hmm. and get part of the way to a, a grad degree.
2: Yeah. Frankly, we'll clear his schedule a little bit take a couple classes whatever it is to stay full time I don't know
1: but yeah if, I mean if, if you're a football or basketball whatever player makes sense if you can do it what makes sense frankly if you're a football player people are going to get mad is take that red shirt and graduate in three years where you could you have the option of being a grad transfer with two to play
2: <clears throat> not changing well I am changing the subject just saw this though we read these stats out um, the other day on the podcast but it's, it, it's going into the, the tweet I just saw it's an SEC story we mentioned that since January of 2019 Vanderbilt was 2-39 and 39 or whatever it was uh-huh. in uh, football and, and men's basketball against the SEC um, saw another stat last night where I'll let you talk for a second I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. check something Okay. So, the other stat, I'm trying to find it right here because I had it just a second ago, about Vanderbilt's incompetence uh in, in just basketball in general. Still looking for it. Um, I may have been looking at the wrong place. Anyway, they lost essentially like 33 of their last 34 SEC games in men's basketball or something. And... Other than baseball, everything has been really, really, really bad for them. We've always talked about obviously the lack of uh, whatever. I'm kind of waiting on Neil now because I need to read the uh, the tweet I just saw to him before we can uh, we can discuss it. So we'll be back in a second with uh, with that while I'm uh, while I'm waiting for it. So I guess the point was they were terrible in men's basketball. They've been terrible in men's basketball. They've been Terrible in football too. Chris Lee, our uh, colleague Rebels. dot tweets out at 8.50 a.m. this morning. A source with direct knowledge of the situation tells me that former AD Malcolm Turner told Vanderbilt that to get its athletic facilities up to SEC standards, $800 million. Wow. Just to get to standards. No way. If you're that athletic program right now, I mean, basketball can be turned around because basketball can be turned around. I mean, you're in a, in a way, you're, you're, your gym's kind of cool and whatever. Football's an abomination right now, with yeah. no real sign to get out of it. Well, I mean, in that
1: stadium—that's my point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's
2: it's terrible. I mean, it, even the stupid horn is annoying. Yeah, they don't score much, so it doesn't matter. But still, right. nonetheless, it's potentially as worse from an athletic department standpoint as it's ever been, which is amazing, giving the money and everything else. But it's what happens. You know, you're getting a hundred and whatever million dollars. Well, everybody else has too. Right The gap stays the same, you know what I mean, so they're doing nothing at all here to catch up, and frankly, they're getting more broke by the day, which is which is uncanny as it is.
1: well, don't be surprised if that story out of Nashville gets ratchets up a little bit about what happened with the previous athletic director. Oh yeah,, I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that, but so I don't want to get sued, but a lot of people are watching that story um. You know what's weird is they've made so many bad decisions. There was a moment, and I can't remember when it was, Chase, maybe it was two years ago, three years ago, when it became obvious that Nashville was going to get a um, Major League Soccer franchise. Um, Real quick, just
2: quick yeah. aside, the stat that I was trying to find, I just now found it, Vanderbilt Hoops overall is 30-62 and 62 over the last three seasons, including 7-46 and 46 in SEC play and they've lost 33 of their last 34 conference games.
1: Go ahead. What I was going to say about the stadium is there was a moment where one of the things that was proposed was, hey, let's go in as a partner with the MLS and build a stadium that could be used for both Vanderbilt football and whatever the Nashville football soccer team is being called. I think it's Nashville FC or FC Nashville or whatever. Who cares? But Vanderbilt didn't want to do it. My understanding it was Vanderbilt that killed that. I'm surprised, frankly, that the league hasn't gone to Vanderbilt and said get with it. This isn't working. Because when you're about to renegotiate and the SEC is, T V rights if you're the people at Disney, ESPN, whatever hey, you know, we want all of our member institutions. We don't want Vanderbilt. You get Nashville, but that's not doing anything for you from a watch. Standpoint. They get Nashville for Tennessee. They don't need Nashville for Vanderbilt.
2: Well, and it's, it's a lot like when the Big Ten screwed up and said, hey, if we go get Rutgers, that's going to give us that New yeah. York
1: Jersey, New York market. No, it's not. And with Vanderbilt, it's going to be non-competitive in the two sports that matter for the television contract, mm-hmm. and the two sports that matter for the television contract are football and men's basketball. If Vanderbilt's going to be non-competitive in those two sports, it's a problem.
2: 800 million. Which means you're just dead in the water. That's what that means. Yeah. There's, there, there's very little way out.
1: Well, unless someone comes up with just a monumental gift.
2: Yeah, you can't, I mean... In some ways, I mean, I know things change. In some ways, they're stuck with one another, but Vanderbilt needs to kind of get it together. I mean, hard to kick out a member institution that's charter member. Yeah,
1: and I don't think they want to do that. And, no. And, uh, they're
2: nowhere near that. I mean, other teams have sucked for numbers of years. That is not. they have
1: to be very frustrated right now.
2: It's more infrastructure than record to me. Yeah. It's that you're that far behind everybody else in, in in functionality more than it is actually winning or losing. that, well, you that look that, around that, that's, the league. That's
1: cyclical. You look around the league at the improvements that have been made to stadiums. Uh, the one in Startville comes to mind. I mean, they've they've made it a very nice place to play. Yeah, uh, it's very fan friendly. The the one in Arkansas, which just 15 years ago was an absolute dump, is is nice now. Uh, Tuscaloosa, when I was covering Alabama years ago, was not a particularly nice stadium. And Bryant Denny is now one of the standard bearers in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's around. You know, you can go around the league and talk about improvements that have been made to stadiums and whatnot. And there's a few that are somewhat dilapidated, but they they maintain those. Vanderbilt's just kind of let it go and it frankly looks like a high school stadium sometimes.
2: Well it does. Well, I mean, even in the sport they're trying to really promote right now, baseball, there's nothing they can do to make it look better or bigger. It's 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 landlocked right there in that block.
1: Yeah. I mean Which is my point. Yeah. There was a, a, a path to a solution. Yeah. MLS stadiums are gonna be about forty, forty thousand. They're yeah. not gonna build bigger than that. That's all you needed at Vanderbilt. Yeah. But you could have gotten a new one with amenities and such. I think uh, I think the Nashville soccer team plays its first game this weekend. Really? I think. My anticipation is they'll do really well. From a draw standpoint. Yeah, I know you Matt. Probably very similar to what Atlanta did. Think so? Yeah, I do. It's not, I'm not doing the soccer hot take where it's gonna become a major sport. I'm not saying that. I just I think it's going to do really well in cities like Nashville and I think the Cincinnati is starting or just started a year ago or whatever. I think you're gonna see big crowds at, at, at those games. It's uh it's it's very affordable. You know, you can go to a an MLS game for half the price of a major league baseball game.
2: This would be really good for uh, for fans, especially ones that try to buy things off secondary markets. Says uh, I'm reading this from yesterday. It said said, uh, three of the country's biggest ticket sellers told a congressional committee Wednesday they would support a federal mandate to disclose an all-in ticket price, meaning ticketing fees would be revealed up front to fans instead of only after a fan has entered personal information in the current industry-wide standard. Yeah. Had a big thing in in, in, in a committee about that yesterday. I'd be for it. Oh, I'll for it. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. common sense. Especially... You know, in, in props to the ticket people here because they're the ones saying it. Hey, no, let's go ahead and be transparent. Let's.
1: It's very frustrating. You're you're on a ticket app, you know, and you're like looking at tickets for whatever, and here's the price. Yeah, and then you find out only after that when they show you the final price. Oh, well, the final price is actually about fifty dollars a ticket more than what we showed you.
2: Mm-hmm. So I don't know, good deal there. I'm just kind of glancing at ESPN.com real quick as we were going through a couple a uh, couple different topics.
1: It's, it's- post in the thread about MLS overtaking MLB, I, I don't know about that. I'll tell you this about MLB: they've got to figure out some of these blackout rules as it pertains to their their rights. You're, they've needed to for years. And you're just, turning young people off in 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 droves
2: because the young people don't understand it. At least we, we 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 know it. It just is what it is, and we're annoyed. Right. But we we grew up with it, or we've known it. I mean, it's not like now we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I can watch. Anything I want at my fingertips, why can I not watch that?
1: Well, like the Cubs launched their new uh, channel, Marquee, mm-hmm. which is on DirecTV, and you can't get it down here right now because, well, we have some issues because you're, in the, you're in the Reds in The Reds.
2: The Reds.
1: And you're in the Cardinals market, and you're in the Braves market. The
2: Reds are seven hours away.
1: Cincinnati is. I mean, St. Louis is five and a half hours away. Atlanta's five and a half hours away. It's not like I live a hop, skip, and a jump from one of those stadiums. Yeah, you're not in Buckhead. Right. But but here's here's MLB's problem. Let's say you were, but Mm -hmm. you'd move from Chicago or you were a lifelong Cubs fan. If I'm Major League Baseball, I don't care who you cheer for. I just want you to cheer for somebody. Yeah, of course. I want your I want your clicks. I want your money. I want your subscription fee. Yeah, no, I know. You know you want to you want to pay for an app that. Absolutely, I, I, it. To me, their 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 stuff is ar- archaic.
2: So, take a uh, quick break and tell you about Mastercuts lawn and Landscape Room. And lawn Care throughout Northern Mississippi, but also custom playgrounds, retaining walls, pool decks, outdoor living spaces with paper patios, forestry mulching and much more Patch your dream backyards. Here's what you think with MasterCuts. It's online at GoMasterCuts.com for a free quote. Or the same free quote at 662-607-7773. Again, GoMasterCuts.com.
1: Podcast is also sponsored by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support. That will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress with less support and durability. But from the twin size to the California king, every Nest & Wild mattress is one foot thick, 100% American made, and the uh, the pricing is fantastic. It's even better when you throw in the podcast discount. It's a no-risk decision. Nest & Wild believes in their product so much that they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress to so try it out sleep on it for 99 nights and if you don't like it you can return it go to nestandwild.com order your mattress use the podcast code rebel 20 and get 20 percent off your purchase that mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days also brought to you by pinnacle trust pinnacle trust is also home to the pinnacle trust 401k advisory services team um when you work with Pinnacle Trust 401k Advisory Services, you gain a valuable advisory team and time-saving resource that will help you develop and maintain a solid strategy for your retirement plan. They're committed to providing you with this personalized attention and involvement that you want and need. Their goal is to help you manage your 401k plan properly and ultimately improve your employees' retirement readiness. So call 401k the 401k Advisory Services team today. And they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention you heard about it on Pinnacle on mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust, I should say, on the Oxford Exxon podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. We're also brought to you by the Westin Jackson. It's a Marriott property in downtown Jackson, home to Soul Spa, also home to Estelle, Wine Bar, and Bistro. If you are doing business in Jackson, that's the place to stay. If you need a weekend to just sort of recharge your batteries, that's a perfect place to uh, make your headquarters. That's the Westin Jackson in uh, downtown Jackson. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Whether you're thinking about a golf trip to Europe or you're thinking about a trip to the Caribbean, whatever the case may be, getting ready for the summer, let John Make this a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. All you do is you get in touch with him, you give him some parameters, you give him a budget, he'll give you options, and you don't have to live anywhere near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast.
2: Mentioned Ole Miss at uh, at home noon on Saturday. Is that correct?
1: Basketball. Yes. Noon on Saturday against Vanderbilt.
2: So Maryland came back and won that game last night. On the road at Minnesota last night. They were down 47-31 at the break and won 74-73 last night. Just kind of glancing at that. Um, Could have gotten really good halftime odds, I actually. For some reason, saw something about the the money lines at halftime. Oh, really? Yeah, if you had a Maryland comeback. um. Very high-scoring game. It was an overtime game in Columbia, South Carolina last night. South Carolina wins 94-90 over Georgia. Georgia really just kind of blew it. But um, nonetheless, South Carolina now 9-6 and in the SEC. Georgia 4-11 and in the SEC. Arkansas wins a home game against Tennessee last night, just beating up the balls. They were up 13 at the break. It's almost like getting your best player
1: back helps.
2: Oh, he was back last night? Yeah, he's back okay.
1: twice now, and they're 2-0 and with him back. Yeah,
2: yeah. dangdest thing, isn't it? Um, they have a
1: chance. They have no margin for error. Mason Jones scored 37 last yeah, night. Yeah, he had 37 because now people aren't focused on him. They're focused on Joe. Yeah. They can't lose again in the regular season. And if they don't lose again in the regular season, I actually think they're going to get in.
2: They have three more uh, games. Yeah. Three more. Missouri, uh, speaking of Vanderbilt, man, Missouri almost plays them at home too the, later in the year. 61-52, Missouri over Vanderbilt and Nashville last night. Um. Yeah, there's nothing at all interesting from that game, but Missouri won by whatever. And have, then uh, do you have
1: standings up by any chance? Uh, I'll give them a second. I can pull them up.
2: Huge game, a huge win for Mike White last night, beating LSU eighty one sixty six in Gainesville last oh, night. Oh wow, that so, is yeah, a big win. Yeah. So Florida now ten and five in the SEC, eighteen and ten, and barring something crazy, they're good. They're in. They're in.
1: So I'm pulling up stats. This was I hadn't even looked at this. I, what standings? Well, I'm just curious. If Ole Miss even has a path out, they don't.
2: They're stuck now? Yeah. Ole Miss has a path. They're two back, but it requires Arkansas is the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is they can only catch Arkansas, and Arkansas would win the the tie break.
2: They would have to literally win out and Arkansas lose out. Right. Yeah, yeah, Which is
1: not realistic because Ole Miss has to go to state.
2: Right. Yeah, Kentucky 13-2, and two, Auburn 11-4. and four, So, even Kentucky has a two-game lead in the overall standings. Um,
1: it appears Ole Miss will play the early game on Wednesday against Georgia. <clears throat> right now, Ole Miss would wear the home uniform. That would be the big advantage.
2: And then a thrilling <clears throat> game between Missouri and Vanderbilt again.
1: Yeah. Ole Miss could catch Missouri. They play Missouri here.
2: Ole Miss can play – Could, in theory, play Vanderbilt instead of Georgia, but that's really the only thing that's left
1: to this point. They can't catch Alabama, and if they did, they'd lose the tiebreak. They can't catch Tennessee, and if they did, they'd lose the tiebreak.
2: They can't catch them. There's three left.
1: There's three left, and they're three back, so they could tie them, but they would lose the tiebreak. They could overtake Arkansas, but Arkansas would win the tiebreak. I'll see if I can find Arkansas schedule. I'm a little curious at this point.
2: Arkansas's remaining schedule is at Georgia, LSU, at AM.
1: Yeah, so they'll probably win at Georgia. They get LSU at home. I see home. them
2: winning either at Georgia or at AM. Um They have LSU at home. That is correct.
1: Yeah, they'll probably win that because it's senior night.
2: Home teams typically win senior night. Yeah,
1: and then at A&M, they'll probably lose because it's A&M senior night. So they will be – wow, I might end up getting one right on pure default. What? If Arkansas goes 8-10 and 10 in the league, what's their net today? It's probably around 38, 39. If they go 8-10 and 10 in the league and then make a little noise in Nashville, they will be absolutely bubbly. And I said an 8-10 and 10 SEC team would make the tournament.
2: You did not expect it to go this way.
1: <laughs> I've got a chance to back into that deal <laughs> It's in a way. very back end. Yeah, in, in a way world. where I can go, yeah, See?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Their net today. What
1: is it, 38?
2: 40. 40. But it's up five in a week. That's bubbly as it is. They're one spot behind Alabama, too, who is in worse shape than they yeah, are. Yeah. Um,
1: and they get. Florida's they go, net's
2: only 31. They so go to 30.
1: Georgia and get a win. That'll keep their net around where it is. What's LSU's net today?
2: 24-ish?
1: 33. Ooh, LSU's starting to drop. But they'd get a win over LSU at home, which would get them into the thirties. Here's the problem: you really the need loss to A and M because A and M's about one fifteen ish. You got
2: to beat A and M.
1: They can't lose again. They got to go three and But Ole if they go three and oh, they're in.
2: Ole Miss is ninety four. By the way, if anybody cares, yeah. uh, one sixteen for A One sixteen. Yeah, A and M's one sixteen, and just night.
1: Georgia's probably eighty something. That's what I'm looking for.
2: Eighty nine, yeah, eighty nine for uh, for for Georgia. So,
1: um, yeah, the good news for uh, for me <laughs> is the Wednesday games at six o'clock, which means if Ole Miss wins it, I think they play in the early session on Thursday. Oh, really? I can get out of Nashville quick. Yeah.
2: All right, uh, probably fire away Friday tomorrow because, again, Ole Miss plays at 11, so news value-wise there's no reason to really talk about much. So whatever you guys got that's
1: not that. Well, the lineup might come out in time where we could really break that down.
2: We could really break that down. in that 45 minutes between it going up and people listening before the game. So as long as we <laughs> yeah. hurry and make it in the first segment, yeah. Yeah. we can figure out a way to do that. So uh, pretty sure about in the live stream, as always. <laughs> we'll close the week with you uh, tomorrow as well. Thanks to Jeffrey. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>